listening to The Cooler Ring, a podcast made for manufacturing marketers. Here are Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Welcome to The Cooler Ring, a podcast for manufacturing marketers brought to you by Cooler Partners. My name is Jeff White and joining me today is Carmen Perry. Carmen, how are you doing, sir? Never better. Never better. Look, we're, we're fast approaching summer on the East Coast and uh, it's just the best time of, it you is. Know, in this part of the world. So why could we complain? Exactly. And it's a beautiful sunny day today, too. Indeed. You know, uh, recording this here in mid-May. It's uh, it's lovely just waiting for uh, everybody to get vaccinated so we can start hanging out together again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this is the uh, part of the uh, podcast, every episode, where we uh, basically turn into a Nova Scotia tourism commercial for a few moments. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. We, yeah. They should pay us or something. Like, we should get they some should. sort of sponsorship. Exactly. Yeah. This podcast sponsored by the Nova Scotia government. But not. <laughs> but not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well. well, that's not really what we're going to talk about today, though. We're going to be diving into uh, one of our one of our favorite subjects. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully taking a bit of a different angle here. Um, I, I think a lot of marketers um, certainly have ABM on their uh, on the tip of their tongue these days. And um and exploring more account-based approaches um and and a lot of folks are um you know trying to figure out what that means for them and uh um and that's why i'm really excited for today's guest because um she really was kind of brought into her organization to stand up that abm role and to really uh take the organization down that path and uh uh, so always nice to get some battle-tested experience on the podcast, you know? For sure, yeah. And there's uh, there's so much you can learn because it is still new and it is still very much, you know, like you said, it's it's on everybody's lips, but they haven't necessarily tried it yet. So that's true, and it, and it's um and it's a different thing this year than it was last year. It's a rapidly evolving space. Uh, yeah. it's certainly, uh, uh, it's it, the technology. Uh, and capabilities, everything is just um, uh, moving at a fairly rapid pace. And I think folks do struggle to kind of keep up with it. For sure. So joining us today is Gladys Fernandez. And Gladys is the Director of Marketing and Demand Generation at Hitachi ABB Power Grids. Welcome to the Cooler Ring, Gladys. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, it's really wonderful for you to be here. Yeah, it's awesome to have you on the show. Oh, let's get started, Jeff. I mean, uh, Gladys, tell us a bit about yourself and uh, your role at uh, Hitachi ABB. Sure. Um, thank you for having me. This is, of course, a topic that um, I love because this is what I do every day, account-based marketing, even without the name, even without the fancy um, account-based marketing title. Um and I've been in B2B marketing all my career, um, different industries, mostly in one in energy um, oriented companies, 14 years uh, plus in, in marketing. And um, I, I can tell you that, um, yes, there's even the name account-based marketing as, a, as an ABM, it, it was new for me maybe like two years ago. And eventually last year, I was brought into this um, large company, Hitachi ABB, ABB at the time, just right before the uh, joint venture took place. Um, and it is it is a journey. But I have to say that um, it's the nature of B2B. This is something that uh, for those of us who've been, like we've been doing this for years, you will see that uh 
it's actually close closer to the nature of um, uh, marketing for B2B companies that now it has a name. It, it, it's been baptized um, and it, it's uh, and now we call it like this, but it's it, it is our nature. Yeah, it's very it's really interesting how in a lot of cases, especially in larger B2B organizations, they've been doing things like this before and kind of bringing together a number of the uh, components. They didn't necessarily have the technology, but certainly, you know, from a sales perspective, largely, we're, we're very account focused, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yeah, it is. And maybe what is different now is the scale. This for sure, because before we like I remember in other previous companies where this was the approach, but it was for only a very small amount of accounts, what we call strategic accounts. And and yes, it's very, um, very specific. We really know them and we know them to a level that it's impossible to know every single account. But now technology actually allows to scale that similar approach to many more and that's where you see this classification from one to one one to few one to many and this is what i would say that is different now maybe in the last two three years where i i can tell that maybe the digital um approach that we have in mar marketing is 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 what's allowing us to scale that's um uh, that's an interesting kind of framing for people to take even if you're talking to um, uh, maybe uh, other leaders in the firm or, or what have you, where you're trying to uh, maybe sell this idea in, the notion of uh, just taking a similar approach that we've taken with strategic accounts in the past mm -hmm. um, and just really uh, digitally enabling that in a way that, uh, that allows it to scale. What a great way of explaining uh, an account-based approach without having to get into a bunch of distinctions around what ABM is and isn't and intent data and all that, you know, that's a, it's a lovely succinct way of, of explaining that Gladys. Well, and what I can tell you guys is that, um, there are, um, we, we didn't have, for example, LinkedIn a few years ago, and it, it, it's a tool that it's evolved, even like each of them, like it's amazing what these tools now can offer for marketeers. Um, there are many things, but yes, it's, the, the, the truth is that, um, and I would say this is probably the biggest challenge is we have to, acquiring technology is relatively easy. Um, it's the education, right? Like moving people into thinking, how can you do 10 exec like strategic accounts and then take that approach and make it for hundreds of accounts? Uh, and I, I can tell you that uh, my, my first recommendation is that you need to do pilots. Don't run into something that it's um, for all your accounts. It, uh, it's the best way to, to test an approach take a group of accounts that you select there are many criteria to select accounts i can i can one of the ones that for me it was critical is not only if the account is strategic that is defined in many ways but also is the team ready not every team is ready to jump into an account-based marketing approach um my my learning from all this the last year has been that um, i think sales are ready and they've been doing this 
but not from the marketing point of view. They are, this is their job, right? Like uh, getting to know the accounts and they do this every day. But now is this merge of how is marketing supporting this approach with, um, with, with, with what marketing can provide to, um, to the journey uh, of um, selling solutions. Um, and so what I want to say is that even though a team in like account leaders, like the account managers, they may be ready, they, there's a process of education or walking them into what it means from the marketing point of view. And that is not always easy for sure, depending on the industry, um, their personalities too. And there's this belief that, um, how much are you getting into my side of this of the um, of the swimming lane, right? And in reality, it, it it shouldn't like it's not like that. It's uh, we still have different roles. For me, mar- like in marketing, we also sell. We just sell with different strategies, and we always have to support sales, the, regardless of what you do. Like this is that's that's what like why marketing exists. But it's, it's not every team is ready because there's technology that you have to explain. Uh, why do you need a, a domain? Like why suddenly, like, like why is this important? And why is it important that we spend some time looking at this list of accounts? And it's time consuming, obviously. So there's not every team is ready. That's what I say when you're selecting accounts to run pilots, think about not only if the account is strategic, but also is the team ready so that, at least you have the the first two things to to run a pilot, and then you can make mistakes. But uh, those two things I, I I think are very important. I had pilots where it made a difference. Uh, it made a difference on how um, how much progress we made on that pilot if the team wasn't that ready. Awesome. Uh, that's great advice. I'm, I'm kind of curious, um, as you begin to shape and frame up a pilot, um, and my guess is that your sales cycle may be quite long. Uh, so if you're facing a, an 18 or 24 month sales cycle, but you're looking to run, a, say, a six month ABM pilot, um, uh, would I be right in assuming that you probably aligned your success indicators more around some of those leading metrics? It wasn't so much about closed deals initially in the pilot, but more about uh, account engagement or uh, lead flow, or I guess, how did you how did you define success in those early pilots given the extended sales cycle? Um, the, I th- for this pilot, these pilots in particular, what we measure was the influence. Uh, the influence of the campaign into did we speed up things? Um, so eventually, at the end of the year, we actually run a survey directly with the account um, with the account owners, and we ask them uh, like very specifically. Well, we asked many things, but uh, one of those was um, the progress. Like, did you see any progress on your? Because these were one to one pilot, one to one pilots. That's uh, something that I want to clarify. Um, which was very easy. I could just come to to them directly, and we were meeting every week on the progress. So I knew, but we wanted to have something tangible about, like, how did you did we this we did we speed up? Did we influence? Did we help you get in touch with these people? Um, something that maybe otherwise it would have been slower or difficult to get in touch with someone, but because we did, we provide you with this intelligence. It gave you 
uh, point of conversation for the next time that you were trying to approach this um, this person in that account. Um, this is one way of measuring because, yeah, we didn't have enough time. And until now, now I can tell you that the campaigns are progressing and are evolving. Now we're seeing uh, we also want to add the solutions of more divisions. So it's not only one division. So it's progressing and it's taking shape. Now the next the next phase was let's set up um, not only influencing, but also what what are we really getting when it comes to opportunities so putting a, um, a dollar value to to this but i i can tell you that um it i think this depends on the type of industry this when you have very complex and customized solutions like in our case that is not it may be the same product but they really it's a it's a very long journey um it's not easy to say that because we had this campaign we can um, we can say that it was it, it, that we we source this number of opportunities, but it's easier to say we influence. If we if we think about industries where even if it's B two B, but maybe it's software, something that where the where the cycle it's shorter, um, it's easier to track sourcing of opportunities with a campaign. Um, and of course, you need technology, you need a good CRM and a good system on the back end that you can track. We do some of that um, and we can we do have some good metrics where we say, OK, this campaign is sourcing these opportunities. Now these opportunities need to go to sales so they can continue the journey. Uh, and of course, we need to follow them. We need to follow them for as long as it takes to complete a sales journey, um, which is yeah, of course, you you do need to have that in mind. I think it's easier um, if you have less complex solutions, even if within B2B. Yeah, there's no uh, no question um, that the shorter sales cycle would make the measurement tighter. But um, I think, the, frankly, most manufacturing marketers find themselves in the opposite uh, uh, situation. The sales, rea the sales reality is the sales cycles are getting longer, not shorter for most things. And um, I think it's wise for marketers to, to learn that these uh, kind of more leading indicators uh, are, are how you ought to be kind of framing up your pilot initiative. Well, it also means that, you know, when you're presenting these things and these metrics to your leadership team and to the C-suite, you know, we, we can't bank on, uh, you know, show me what the metrics look like after three months. Well, yeah. you know, that's far too short a period in order to be able to show pro, you know, you might be able to show progress, but you're not going to show true results necessarily in, within a lot of manufacturing organizations. Not the results that we're used to, uh, to, uh, to, to provide, like that number, right? And this is not based also in, in marketing metrics, not impressions, not click-through rate. We don't measure, like, yes, you have to look at those things on the back end. Um, but at the end, yes, then you have to do, if your sales cycle is normally a year and a half, did we reduce it like to a year and three months? And, and there are a lot of touch points, um, or top things that are very valuable. And, and this is only possible when you have this interaction with the account owner. And it's very important to keep that relationship with, um, with because they are the ones who at the end they hunt they go out and they use the information that we provide to enrich the conversations so they are the only ones who can really sense if the progress of um of um in the in the sales cycle 
other than the number, right? But how do you measure those milestones? Because if you have a year and a half, how do you know if you're progressing properly other than click-through rate and, and those things? So you do need to set up milestones in, in the meantime. And this can be agreed with the account. Are your digital marketing efforts bringing in too many junk leads? Stop wasting time and distracting your sales team. Account-based marketing can help give your marketing strategy the laser focus on qualified buyers that you need to increase your pipeline velocity, close more deals, and grow your business faster. We've created a sample manufacturing ABM plan to help you get started. Download the sample manufacturing ABM plan at bit.ly slash sample ABM. That's bit.ly slash sample ABM. Yeah, I really think that um, uh, that's great advice, the notion of setting up um, that level of kind of qualitative uh, survey or assessment with the sales organization and keeping in touch with those account owners uh, as a way of measuring pilot success. Um, uh, that's, a, that's, a, that's a really uh, interesting approach. I don't think I've, uh, I've, I've heard other people do that in pilots, Jeff. No, and I think the other thing that I was going to say that is sort of a new metric as a, you know, as a, a positive indication of, of ABM success is this, you know, I, I don't think we've spoken with a lot of marketers who are looking to shorten the sales cycle as you know, one of the primary goals of the ABM campaign, it, you know, it's usually to expand an account or, or land new ones. It's not necessarily to see if you can actually get those accounts in the house faster. That's really interesting. It, those two um, goals, Jeff, that you just mentioned, expanding, upselling, those are also goals that we can set up. Um, I think it, it really depends on the goal that you have for that um for one account or for that group of accounts. And I can I can make a recommendation of a couple of books that um, if you guys have um, anywhere where you can post them, but um, it's one is account-based marketing is B2B. That's one book. And the other one is account-based marketing, just like that plane. This second one is by Chris Golick. Um, and the first one is by Sangram, Sangram Vach, Vacher. I have a hard time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Right. We've had him as a guest on the show, actually. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. These guys have the books are great because they walk you, they give you this framework on moving, first of all, setting up your pilot, moving into scaling the accounts. And they actually, it's interesting that both in both books, the recommendation is don't jump into buying technology, buying licenses, because it's, it's really, the framework, the structure that matters first. And then you can decide because technology, there are many, 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 many things that uh, are available. They're useful, um, but it's really setting up the basis that really matters um, the most. And then maybe after six months, you realize that now is the right time to get into buying this or, and there are many, no, there's not a single one that will do everything. Some may promise that, but it's not, no, you do need more. Yeah, it's not reality. Uh, I would be curious, you had mentioned that the pilots uh, initiatives were largely uh, kind of one-to-one, -one, kind of really tier one pilots. Uh, have you since expanded the program towards more tier two, tier three opportunities? And how is that, how has the pilot, I guess, scaled and come to life more broadly? We did. So eventually later in the year, we actually had 
um, one campaign that it was one campaign for 200 accounts. And it was defined with criteria about location, the solution that we needed to push, um, and also, well, anyway, other conditions, like the type of organization. So we had people to define this list, which is, is one thing that it's very important, spend time defining your list of accounts. So we work with the product team. We also work with the account owners, right? Because we sell many things to these accounts. So first they need to know what's happening, but we, we couldn't do it for 200, right? So luckily we had, anyways, we grouped them and uh, it was also another pilot. And then we say like, how do we, how do we, um, how do we, what, what do we need to change from a one-to-one -one account to a one-to-many? It's impossible for me to have like weekly, weekly calls with 200 people. So we, anyways, we were hosting like monthly calls with everybody. We took input from everybody and let them know this is what your account is seeing this type of advertising these are the results um the my approach is maybe not the most scientific um but i we have to make decisions because if you if you only want to do it like really one two three and thinking that you find you need to find the most scientific way it's for me it wasn't I had to make a decision between like really doing everything by the book and adapting to my reality um so I had to like this I had to take a like I took the opportunity of saying I have this interest from a team that is not easy to to get always of running a campaign a one-to-many campaign that was that was my approach. So I took it. I took that approach and, and designed the campaign. And actually that, that example uh, was great because now every campaign that we design is with account-based approach, which means we cannot launch campaigns if we don't have a list of accounts. We push and why it, it is my job to keep reminding the team the importance of the account. If we truly want to do account-based marketing, it is those listening and those who really want to become the amb ambassadors, you have to believe it. You have to believe that account-based marketing actually works. And then you are the one carrying the flag, which means you are the one who will have to convince others remind others that this is the strategic approach that the company wants to take. Uh, and it's part of being a pioneer, right? It's the, it's the role of every pioneer in everything that's out there, which is um, it's not always easy, but as long as you're convinced, I think it's, people feel passion when, when you show it. I am convinced. I am completely convinced that this is the way to do it. I am thrilled and I, I love it. I enjoy it. So, and even though it's not always scientific, I I always take the opportunity to test what uh, what's out there. Um, and my goal has a I have a structure in my head and with my with the team to like to follow and grow it. Uh, but the first thing, of course, you have to believe it. You have to believe in account based marketing so you can make decisions. What not everything is perfect when you don't have a team that is always convinced. When you don't have the perfect list, where do you source it? Um, it, you have to be creative, but the most important thing is be convinced that this is the journey that you want to take.
how have you uh, found the reception to this as a, as a as a concept, I guess, within the organization now that it's been underway for a little while? Are, are you finding that people are, are um, very much getting on board and looking forward to the next to the next thing? Yes, I've, I've, I mean, I, I've seen two things. I've seen, I'm, I'm surprised in some areas where, um, for example, an account manager presented something without even sharing with me. She just said, I presented this with the CEO. And because I'm like, I've seen this and this and this with my, with the account that we're targeting. And now, of course, I was pleased, like when she told me this. And now, I actually recently, like we we got um, an email from at the higher level that now they want to replicate. Uh, and so it's slowly. This part is slowly growing. Not everybody knew at at the, at at the company level that we were doing because we started with a division. So now, as this grows then we start getting requests about how can we replicate which is for me is a good sign it may be if you ask me i would love to have this in like have everybody on board and everybody train and um, run with this like from the beginning but now i understand that some things need to be slow um, so this is one thing the other thing when you need to scale there's a process of education of how do we use these technologies how do we how do we make sure that we're reading intent properly? Uh, and this is uh, I think it's just time. And as as we do more and more and more, and we see the results, and we get used to say, no, we don't need to broad like the, the we don't need to target broadly. We need to only work with this list of accounts, and we see the impact on what we do. Then we move like we gain points. So it's it's slow, but this is I mean I'm. For me, I'm pleased because this is a very large company, very large. So, of course, I'm. my expectations were probably out of place when I came and uh, thinking that in one year it'll, we will be here. It's, a, it's, it's slow because it's, it's a very large company. There's a lot of people to, that need to be, they, they need to see what it, what it means uh, and, and how it helps. But it's going in the, it's going in the, in the, in the right direction. I think it's um, it's a it's it's great advice to hammer home that notion of, you know, you got to start with the end in mind. You got to start with that target account list, and yes. until you have that, you don't have anything. And uh, my goodness, I don't know how many times I've asked both marketing and salespeople to give me a target account list, and then just look at the blank stare that comes back. <laughs> <laughs> a what? You don't cover many things, right? Like this is um and. But this is my my approach. I love it when when the black box is open. This is for me. This is where I thrive. This is my yes. It's good. Let's open that like those issues, and now let's jump one by like let's jump into them one by one. And yes, this give me your list of accounts you're targeted, even if it seems like something that. It's just like a magic button and suddenly you have it. It's not always there, which means, but it's, it's, it's the one thing where we do need to spend good time. It's, it's not wasted. It's, it's really, 
is garbage in, garbage out. If you spend some time thinking about your targeted list, even if it's not perfect, but spend it, then you have a good base. The rest is marketing, things that we're used to do, right? Like you, you, uh, you have emails and content. So this we know how to do, but the base it has is very important. I'd be curious, um, Gladys. I mean, you, I guess you, you kind of alluded to the fact that um, maybe looking back, you uh, thought that maybe it would move faster than it has, or uh, so. So I guess that would be at least one reflection you would have. I would be curious. Is there anything else you wish you would have uh, you would have known going in that you know now about uh, bringing ABM to life within an organization like Hitachi ABB? I. Yes, I wish I knew more about the platforms that we had in place. I didn't know. Um, I didn't know about these platforms. Um, they were already there. So it took us some time or it took me some time to because I spent some time on setting up the pilots, getting to know the account teams, which for me was the base. Um, yeah, by the time we started using the platform, um part of part of the license was was the time with the license was like gone right 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 which means um anyways like it was already there so now 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 we know now of course now, now when we jump into something new that is technology related because we already had that base then it's faster for us to jump in and we know what to do we know what we, what to look for uh, we understand many of those um, setup things that every every system and technology has. Um, it's and and I can tell you that um, I mean I had read the book about like don't buy technology immediately. It was there. Like I mean there was uh, it's part of this learning process, right? That uh, you, you don't know, so you you do. And anyways, that's. It was maybe maybe for me it was a little bit like uh, is this are, are we wasting a little bit of the um the money that we invested um it wasn't like that i mean it wasn't terrible it's my just my sense of i don't want to waste i don't want to waste time i don't want to waste money it's money for for the business uh so we moved into this as soon as possible so i i agree with the with the with the advice on on the books, like don't don't go into technology immediately. Spend some time setting up your bases, and then you can move into that. Yeah, great advice. Great advice. It uh, it can be easy to over um, or I guess underestimate how long it's going to take to get everything ready to roll. And then if you've invested in technology at the outset of that, you could easily find yourself six, eight months into a year-long subscription of technology that you haven't really used much yet because you've uh, been busy doing other things. So, well, look, Gladys, this has uh, been a fantastic conversation. Thanks so much for sharing your experience and expertise with us today. It's been uh, lovely to have you on the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me today. That was wonderful. Thanks a lot. Thanks for listening to The Cooler Ring with Carmen Perry and Jeff White. Don't miss a single manufacturing marketing insight. Subscribe now at coolapartners.com slash the cooler ring. That's K-U-L-A partners.com slash the cooler ring. <laughs>